This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Hello, everyone. Welcome to week two Packers Bears recap. I am one of your co-hosts, Perry Goldstein, joined as always by Maggie Loney. This is the Pax What She Said podcast, and we're going to break down finally say finally it's been two weeks Open <laughs> it's been this from long. the Packers it's victory Monday the Packers uh molly whopped the Bears last night 27 to 10 Maggie hello happy Monday how you feeling how you doing I mean it kind of actually has been a while since we've had a victory Monday right they lost week 18 and then they lost in the playoffs and they lost week one Matt LaFleur kind of said like we haven't had a a fun victory Monday in the building in quite a while. So yeah, feels good. It's a good way to start a Monday. You're tired from a Sunday night game, but it's all worth it because the Packers won. It is. I agree. Um, all right. So should we do, uh, let's just do some like gut reactions. Obviously the gut reaction of this game was much better than the gut reaction of the Vikings game, but you turned off the broadcast last night. You were getting ready for bed. What were you thinking about this game? Um, I guess starting with the offensive side of the ball, a lot of what I was thinking was that the mistakes that they made were very self-inflicted and they're very fixable. You know, I think there were a lot of like rhythm issues week one and we wanted to see Rodgers getting on the same page with more guys. We wanted to see the run game develop. And then week two answered that in a big way. Sammy Watkins got really involved. Obviously, it was the Aaron Jones show. Um, we saw the rookies getting involved, which I know you want to talk about in a little bit. So we'll save that. But it just, yeah, it felt like this was more what we expected from the offense. And obviously, I miss watching Devontae Adams play football in green and gold. I will root for him with the Raiders. I'm you know, excited to follow his career elsewhere. But I'm kind of excited about this Packers offense and what it can be now that we're starting to see like you know, the Watkins development, Lazard is back. Cobby had some really nice plays. So I think it's um, going to be a really fun season with all the different wrinkles in the LaFleur offense. Yeah. I definitely felt like this was more of what I thought the Packers were going to be going into the season, both on offense and defense. And I know we'll talk about the defense, but like, that's, that's what we were advertised, right? We were advertised right. as this really stout defense that was going to wreck you covering they were going to wreck you pass rushing and then we were told you know this is going to be a more Lafleur centric offense with lots of motion lots of jet sweeps rpos the bootlegs all of it and we didn't really get to see any of it last week against the vikings they had a very good game plan the packers were stalled out and then this week you actually get to see the packers establish the run not to use the old football adage but like they really established the run and they got Jones and Dylan going really early and 
I think when you see when you see what Aaron Jones can do with the ball in his hands, you just think to yourself, like, why are you not always giving him the ball? Um, and then they were able to get some really nice chunk plays off the, in the passing game, but they really leaned on the running backs. And I think, you know, we asked ourselves last week, like, what's the identity of this team? And I think that's really the identity of the Packers now. Yeah. And I mean, Aaron Rodgers had said it too. Like, you know, I think that's just like one, one of the, the outlets for this offense is, you know, you, you saw a couple wrinkles from Aaron Jones and it's like, Hey, that's just one of the tricks in the bag. Like this bag is full and, you know, even some of the the play design, I think that the Packers have so many versatile pieces, especially knowing the way that Matt LaFleur utilizes his run blocking receivers. Alan Mazard is really good at it. Sammy Watkins was key in that kind of Dylan fullback leading Aaron Jones into the end zone. Watkins had a really nice block there. So I think we're going to see a lot of these same plays run with different pieces consistently mixed because yep. you have the talent to be able to switch them around and have them all kind of do similar things, but it'll just be different wrinkles for whatever defense they're playing. Yeah. And again, that's the key to Matt LaFleur's offense is having things look the same when at the snap and have them be matriculate into completely different than, than what the defense thinks that they're showing what they've shown in the past building off of things. So I totally agree. I think having Lazard back, we knew last week, not having him in, you know, was detrimental. We haven't even talked about the offensive line yet, but I think having Elton Jenkins back was everything, but I think the two of them combined, right. Really, really brought an element that they were missing last week, which was, the just dirty blocking the ability to like block guys up and open things up for Aaron Rodgers and give him time and open things up for the running backs and have them have huge running lanes. Like I think Aaron Jones averaged what was like eight yards a carry of like that. 8. Something 8. like 8. that. 8.8. Almost nine yards a carry this game. And that's, you know, that is in large part due to the way you said that the wide receivers block, but really the way Lazard can block and having Elton Jenkins back and it's huge. And I feel like I almost didn't even give Lazard enough credit after the Minnesota game, thinking like what kind of a game changer he can be for this Packers offense. Yeah. And I thought, I thought it was really interesting too. Matt LaFleur unprompted, you know, said twice yesterday and today that he didn't think that, and you know, maybe it's just hyping up your guy, but he twice made the comment like I don't think the Packers win this game without Elton Jenkins in the lineup and you know take that as you will you know he's the head coach of the football team and he saw the offensive line in the way that you know they performed last week so that's really high praise for somebody who you know basically was starting the season playing everywhere on the line we weren't sure if he'd come back and be a guard and then he's announced as the Packers basically a future right tackle who's going to make a buttload of money this offseason uh, when he signs his contract extension. So yeah. yeah, just the impact cannot be understated. Yeah. And the crazy thing is he actually didn't really have your typical Elton game. There was mm -mm. definitely rust being shaken off, which is totally understandable. He hasn't played in months. He's coming off an ACL injury. He's going up again. You know, the bears have pretty nice pass rushers on that end. We can talk about Yash going, having going up against Robert Quinn a ton uh, in that game, but I thought Elton, even at not his best, is still better than anything the Packers trotted out on the right side of that line in the Vikings game. So you'd rather have him out there than not. And also, I feel like you got to give Jared J credit too. Really yeah. glad to have him back. And like the left side really held up. Obviously, Rodgers was sacked three times. That's okay. You know, again, the, the Bears get paid too. They have defenders, and Robert Quinn was on one last night. 
Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I think a lot of this, again, is like developing the chemistry. And you've got I, I liked having Royce Newman back at right guard. I preferred that over Jake Hansen week one. It just felt like there was a lot of continuity. You had your interior three with JRJ, Josh Myers and Royce Newman. And these are guys that played the bulk of the 2021 season together on the interior. So, yep. you know, if Elton Jenkins and Yash and then eventually David Bakhtiari are the pieces that you, you know, implant in here as your tackles, the interior already has all the chemistry and it's not going to be hard for guys like Elton and David to gel with these young guys. I totally agree. I totally agree. So, so much to talk about in this offense. <laughs> I, really? I, there really is. I just absolutely loved seeing them. We've said it lean on Aaron Jones. He's such a playmaker. He's so dynamic. It's on the amount of blocks that he shed, like the bears defenders could not bring him down I think I saw I'll have to find it because it was Zach Cruz who tweeted out how many yards he had after contact and I'm gonna find it because you 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 say things about Aaron Jones but I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna find it because it was so unbelievable and I think that I think the other thing I'll say about this team is that I loved seeing everyone hype each other up I think the perfect example was you know you had AJ Dillon lead blocking on that touchdown for Aaron Jones. And they're celebrating out there. Like AJ Dillon actually scored it. You know, there, there's just so much support and camaraderie. And that's like, that's a team, you know, that that's a team that every, when somebody wins, everybody wins. Um, And the energy, if you want to compare from last week to this week, just could not have been more opposite. And I, like, I want to, preface this by saying I, I never thought Devonte Adams was a selfish player um, I thought he was always a, a very team first guy but I think you know going into this season the Packers offense had to really adopt that unselfish mentality because there wasn't like a bona fide wide receiver one and you could argue that yeah Aaron Jones is like your best weapon on offense right now not named Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. but you've got you know two backs that can do it all you've got receivers that we're talking about that can be utilized on jet sweeps and in motion and as run blockers. And there isn't like a guy for the offense that, you know, kind of is taking all the credit. And I think that that goes a long way for, for what this offense can continue to develop and be because the chemistry is so unknown, or at least, you know, we've thought it was unknown going into the first couple weeks of the season, waiting to see what this offense would look like without a guy like Devante. Yep. I completely agree. All right. I found it. So Aaron Jones forced 13 missed tackles, 11 rushing to receiving on 18 total touches. So this is per PFF, 85 yards after contact, 33 yards after the catch. Like that is unreal. That is so unreal. That's like vision and grit and shiftiness from a guy who's not that big, right? Like when you think about someone who's able to kind of shed blocks and get yards after contact, you think of running backs like, Derrick Henry, like AJ Dillon, that body type, you don't think of a guy like Aaron Jones and he's able to do that. Plus his speed. He's so versatile. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think that was the difference and, you know, we can talk about it when we talk about the defensive side of the ball, a a lot of these things that we want to happen on offense will open up because of the run game and it gives them more opportunities. And it's the same way we saw the bears offense gashing the Packers defense for significant chunks. They weren't doing anything through the air. And, you know, what started working for them was really leaning on their run game. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the defensive side of the ball. But having two backs that are capable of 
you know, making an impact in the passing game and the running game is just, it's huge. And it's what we wanted to see and why we were so adamant about getting them more touches after week one, because I think it would have been a different ball game had they stayed true to the scheme and kept the ball on the ground and really just kind of stuck true to this playbook. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Last week, I think during our preview of this game, we were talking about how important it would be to um, win time of possession. Yeah. And you do that by running the ball. And you saw that in this game where they really, Packers controlled that from zero on the clock onward. Like there was not, even after the Bears scored, went down and scored on that first touchdown drive, I still, no part of me was like, I don't think the Packers don't have this, even though Twitter was having a meltdown. And that's why when the Bears were driving towards the end of the game and they were only doing it on the ground, I was like, okay, I mean, sure, that's fine. Go run the ball all the way down. You're gonna they took up, I think, six and a half minutes of clock time. And sure, the defense pulled out a what might be to some a questionable, I call wonderful goal line stand. Um I'd, even if they had scored there, I don't think it would have changed the game at all because they ate up so much time and you're going to give the Packers back the ball. They're already up two scores and they're just going to keep running it too. You're never going to get those huge chunk plays that you need to actually make any kind of comeback if you're just riding David Montgomery. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things that I, I was noticing throughout the game and you know, I, I think that that goal line stand how they called it on the field would have stood regardless if they called it a touchdown. It would, I think it would have stayed as a touchdown because I think it was just, there was no, you know, you couldn't dispute that either way, you know, because there was no clear shot of where the ball was. So had they ruled it a touchdown, I think it rightfully would have stood since they didn't rule it a touchdown. That's why, you know, it was ruled as a goal line stand, but the guys didn't look gassed. And I think that that was a big part of it is, you know, they had the juice for that type of goal line stand. Kenny Clark got in there. Jaron Reed got in there. Jair had a push in there. And if you're thinking about, you know, the way that they were playing last week against the Vikings, they were exhausted. So to have that kind of fresh energy, I think the Packers had like 37 minutes of time of possession compared to the bears, 23, like that matters in their red zone performance has made a difference because these guys aren't consistently running, you know, they're not getting boat raced up and down the field. And, you know, that went a long way, obviously on Sunday night. Yep. I do still have some, not concerns necessarily, but just like questions about the passing game. I do. I love seeing Rogers spread the ball around, right? I thought the receipt, most, most of the receivers came up with like a big play each, um, a little disappointed how little Tunyon got involved, but again, he's probably being used blocking and they just didn't need him this game. Love seeing Sammy Watkins, you know, have himself a night. Like he has said, this is kind of his resurgence of his career and that's how he's viewing it. And it's great to see that he still has some juice in him. Rogers clearly really trusts him as well. He was looking to him. There were a couple moments where he was open too, and, and Rogers didn't even get to get to hit him there. Um, 
not at all surprised that Kyler Gordon got picked on. We said this in our preview as well. Rodgers is going to go after the rookies. Like he just is. And he made a great play in the end zone with what would have been a touchdown to Lazard. But otherwise, I feel that this was his uh, baptism into the NFL, the poor kid. Um, but I still feel like there's just like a lot to be desired out of the Packers passing game. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of those things that will come along. And it is something that, you know, we were hoping would have come, have developed, I guess, more chemistry in training camp because you don't want to start the season flat. Mm -hmm. But I think it's something that they're building a rhythm towards. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying this was this was a really tough one for the Packers. And I think Andy Herman said Andy Herman said it really well um, on his postgame show where he said, like, however, you know, whatever metric you wanted to use for the Packers, the Bears are a really tough example because, if the Packers win, it's well, the Bears are yeah. just the Bears. They're not a very good football team. If the Bears hung around and kept it close, then it's well, what's wrong with the Packers? If the Packers blow them out, well, yeah, it's just the ba like there's no good yeah. metric because the Bears are, you could argue, a lesser opponent. So we really need to find, you know, I think a lot of these answers will come in the coming weeks, especially next week in Tampa. You know, we'll see kind of what this offense looks like, but. 27 points at home to open the season and the defense holding, you know, the bears to a field goal outside of their opening drive. It's the progress that you need and it's the, the juice and the, the energy to get them, you know, to kind of kickstart it on the right path. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I did not expect them to come out and have it be, you know, a 40 burger and have all the problems fixed, but it is nice to see incremental improvement. Obviously we did. It's great having Lazard back to another security blanket. Cobb coming up with a couple, you know, he's Mr. Third Down now. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.